So we have been working through the Sermon in, on the Mount in our preaching series, and this week we'll be looking at Matthew 7. So Matthew 7, it's quite long, um, and when I was reading it, you know, a lot of verses are kind of like little sound bites, um, and I just kind of imagined that in today's world, lots of it would be like what Matthew was almost like tweeting. It's like little quotes that you can kind of throw out there, and they sound really good, um, but maybe they're a bit hard to understand. Um, so verse 1 says, do not judge, or you too will be judged. Verse 3 says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to a plank in your own eye? Verse 6 says, do not give to dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. Verse 14 says, but small is a gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. Verse 18 says, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. So, Matthew 7's got a lot in it, and it seems a bit random, like an eclectic kind of collection of Jesus' teaching, um, which aren't really connected to each other. Um, So today, we're just going to go through what kind of stood out to me, um, which is Matthew 7, 7 to 11. So if you've got a Bible with you, let's turn to that. Or I think I've got some here. So, Matthew 7, 7 to 11. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So this part uh, is, of course, about prayer. Um, The first part of the passage, so 7 to 8, it's uh, an exhortation. It's Jesus urging his followers to go and ask God for things and expect him to respond in return. And in the second part of the passage, so uh, 9 to 11, um, Jesus is explaining what God's character is like, that he is good and that he is loving and wants to give us good gifts. So we're just going to have a brief discussion with people sat near us. Um, So let's have a think, kind of what stops us from asking God to respond to our needs um, so we'll just take a couple of minutes, have a chat with the people next year, and then um, I'll get a bit of feedback from you. So, yeah, this passage stood out to me because it's really simple, isn't it, on the surface um, when we read it. Let me go back to it. Um, it's basically a promise that God is good and he will answer our prayers. But actually, when you read it, it's really difficult passage to kind of read and understand isn't it and you know thoughts go through my head when I'm reading it well is that true I don't know um so I think it's really difficult because it's a conditional conditionalist promise asking you will receive knocking a door will be open but we know like Elliot was saying from our experience that sometimes um you know when we pray for stuff stuff just doesn't happen our prayers sometimes don't get answered And what happens when our prayers are unanswered? Um, We struggle to believe that God can answer prayer um, and we can be 
become discouraged uh, and that we can stop asking um, God for things. Um, you know, maybe if it wasn't something that we cared too much about, if it was something we didn't think too much about, like a parking space or just a little thing, we might kind of go on with our day and forget that we'd even asked. Um, but if it's something, you know, like what Elliot was saying, um, if it's healing for someone or um, something happening with work or something that's really, really important to us, um, actually, if that doesn't get answered, then we become disappointed and we don't understand why our prayers aren't answered. So maybe the next time we have something in our lives that we need, um, we decide to kind of do it in our own strength, decide kind of not to bother asking God for it, whether that's conscious or unconscious. Um, we can think that God is distant, that he's uncaring, um, so why bother asking anyway? Um, but, you know, Jesus isn't naive when he's speaking to his disciples. Um, he knows that his followers have prayed to see the um, sick healed and they haven't seen it happen and that they will try to walk on water and and fail. Uh, and Jesus himself in the Garden of Gethsemane, he um, prays that he doesn't have to go to a cross. Yet this still, still ends up happening. So Jesus knows that when we pray, whatever it is, we don't always get what we ask for. Um, but in this verse, Jesus isn't promising this. It isn't a promise, whatever you ask, you will get. But instead, Jesus is kind of he's addressing the doubts of the disciples. He's addressing their doubts that God loves them, that they can trust God, and that he is listening, and that he does care. But when they ask him for something, he is there and he's listening. You know, Jesus knows that um, when we ask for these things, you know, sometimes we think they're too trivial or um, we think they're too big. He knows that we have a reluctance to ask him for things in the first place. Um, you know, and it isn't just discouragement um, that stops us from asking God what we need. We can feel like it's selfish to pray for what we want, selfish to pray for what we need when, you know, there's all this stuff happening in the world um, that's really big. We think, oh, well, I don't really want to pray for this tiny little thing. Um, we can become shy, we can become timid about asking God for things. Um, and maybe we even feel unworthy to have our prayers answered. Tom Wright says, um, for most of us, the problem is not that we are too eager to ask for the wrong things. The problem is that we are not nearly eager enough to ask for the right things. For most of us, the problem is not that we are too eager to ask for the wrong things. The problem is that we are not nearly eager enough to ask for the right things. You know, and the right things and the good things aren't just those things that we think are, are morally good that we should be asking. Um, but the good things that God wants to give us are just the things that we need day by day. You know, the fish and the bread and asking for our daily kind of needs, whatever it is we need. So Jesus wants us to be able to confidently and boldly ask God for what it is we need. You know, it's easy for us as Christians to feel guilty about not praying, you know, as, as soon as you kind of want to talk on prayer, you think, oh, no, well, I'm just going to make everyone feel guilty for not praying. Um, but that's not a way to kind of motivate us to pray. Um, so Scott McKnight says, it is easier to make Christians feel guilty about their lack of prayer life than it is to motivate them to become more active in prayer. So instead of using guilt to motivate 
we need to cast a compelling vision of, a fa of the Father. So instead of using guilt to motivate, we need to cast a compelling vision of the Father. And that's what Jesus does here in, in this second part of the verse. So let's read from verse 9 again. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So Jesus here is obviously um, comparing God the Father to earthly parents who, when their children ask for bread and fish, um, will give them the food that they're asking for. So at the moment, um, Iris is obsessed with these like fruit pouches, which is basically just like blended fruit in a pouch. And you know, we can be playing in the living room and she just thrusts out her hand and says, please. And I know that she wants me to grab her hand and then she'll take me to the kitchen. And I know what's going to happen before, you know. She's kind of even asked. She drags me to the kitchen uh, and then she points at the washing machine and says, chair. And she wants to stand up on the washing machine, basically, where she can reach the fruit pouches. Uh, and I've tried hiding them everywhere and, you know, she just knows where we are. So this happens multiple times a day. And, you know, I've, so I've had to limit her to four fruit pouches a day um, because I get sick of being dragged to the kitchen all the time. Um, I think that she should probably eat something other than um, fruit pouches. And the most important reason, they're actually really expensive. Like, if you're buying a lot a day, they like work out about 50p per thing. So she just, she can't have more than four a day. Um, thing but it is fruit so it's all right but it's just annoying and um, you know so with Iris I know what she's going to ask for um, before she gets to the kitchen but I, la I let her ask anyway um, but sometimes the answer is yes and sometimes the answer is no um, you know but if I don't want her to have a fruit pouch um, you know I'm not gonna offer a rock or a snake like this says but you know you're gonna offer a sandwich or I don't know, some crisps or, or, so or something else you're gonna offer your children something that's good um, so this is what Jesus is saying about the bread and fish, that if earthly parents who are in no way perfect in their love and goodness um, want to and can respond to their children's need, then how much more is God going to want to respond to our needs? Because his love is so much greater than the love that we have for our children. So Jesus is casting that compelling version of the Father, of a God who does care about our daily needs and wants us to ask him for them. You know, another discouragement in prayer is that our view that God already knows what we need, so why bother asking him? And, you know, maybe God has more important matters to deal with um, than asking for our relative to well be well or our friend's marriage to be healed. Um, but, you know, in all these discouragements, Jesus wants us to think about God's character, to acknowledge that he does care, that he does listen, and he wants to answer our prayers. You know, again, when reading the second part of the passage, you know, things come to your mind, don't they? Like, well, not all parents do give their children um, good gifts. Not all parents can respond to um, their children's needs for whatever um, reason. 
Um, you know, and a, a lot of you guys kind of um, have jobs where you've probably seen this more than I have, that um, children just aren't having their basic needs met. Um, but, you know, it's so important, isn't it, kind of in parenting and kind of having children, that their basic needs are met, um, that food, yes, clothing, yes, housing, yes, but emotional needs as well. Um, and I know that's kind of a big trend at the moment in parenting. All my examples are going to be parenting because that's the only world I'm in at the moment, sorry. Um, so, like, Instagram kind of shows me all these parenting reels. You know, when you're on Instagram, if you've got it, once you see one thing, they just show you the same thing again and again and again. Um, so that's all I ever see. Um, but that, a lot of the reels that they show me is just all about kind of responsiveness in parenting and looking after children and responding to their needs because um, it is so, so important. And, you know, a lot of us, maybe if we've experienced kind of neglectfulness or um, experienced parents maybe not responding to us as children, um, we can have that view of God, can't we? We forget what God's character is. Um, but he's not a neglectful parent that doesn't meet Annie's. He's a good parent and um, one that wants to respond, one that as soon as we kind of tell him what we need, he comes to us as soon as we cry out and tell him um, our feelings, he's listening to us, um, he's always there. So Amy Levine says, in the kingdom of heaven, all children are fed and loved and all adults are responsible and loving. I thought that was just a really good way of putting it. You know, Jesus here is talking about, you know, earthly parents. And he says, you know, even you who are evil, um, you know, you who are in this world, who have fallen kind of humanity around you, you can give your children good gifts. Um, well, can you just imagine what it's like in the kingdom of heaven um, where God just literally cannot kind of not respond to his children. Um, so God longs for us to ask for what we need. He longs for us to trust him to respond. We are asked by Jesus to knock on the door and ask. You know, and we already have our foot in that door. We already have our foot in the kingdom of heaven. Um, and as we act by kind of asking, and that asking is kind of a taking action, so in turn, God um, turns and acts towards us. Um, as we come in and we ask, he responds um, every time because he's in a relationship with us and he loves it. He loves it when we come to him, when we ask. Um, and nothing is too trivial, nothing is too big. Um, you know, he doesn't get tired, he doesn't get too busy, but he's always there to listen to us no matter what is going on. So it's not kind of guilt um, that will kind of transform our pet prayer life, but um, it is getting to know God's goodness and love that will lead us to pray more. Um, to lead us to ask for him for things, even when discouragement stands in the way. You know, thinking about this and just um, preparing um, for this message, you know, I always find this verse kind of really difficult um, when I read it. Um, but looking into it a bit more, I think I understand it. And, um, you know, that even when we have discouragements in prayer life, whatever that kind of is, um, just how beautiful is it if we can continue to believe that God is good and full of love, that he wants us to ask for things. Um, and, you know, when we have not seen things answered, um, when we've asked, um, 
how beautiful is it if we can focus on God's character, on who he is, and, and just try to keep that relationship with him, um, to keep going and keep asking. Um, you know, it is difficult and it is hard when we're feeling discouraged. And, you know, maybe sometimes we come with hope and faith when we pray, and sometimes we don't. Um, and I think that's okay. But, um, yeah, it's about just kind of keeping going, keep asking, um, and keep focusing on God's character. So, yeah, let's go ahead into the rest of our, our lives uh, and let's just um, keep praying, remind ourselves that, you know, that fish and that bread is a daily thing. And, and you know, elsewhere in Scripture, Jesus tells us to pray for our daily bread. And so everything is important to him that's important to us. Um, so let's keep going. So I just have a few more questions for us i've got two questions that we can discuss um do you think there are lots of things we don't see happen because we don't ask um, number one um and what are some reasons a parent wouldn't be able to respond to a child in need um so let's do this one first um do you think there are lots of things we don't see happen because we don't ask what do you think talk on your tables there's a lot of stuff, you know, we probably don't ask for our food daily. We don't ask, you know, for this stuff because we know that it's just going to turn up. And, um, you know, we know that stuff's kind of in our power. So I think there's a lot of things that we don't ask for probably, but that might be, yeah, because it's not kind of a, a big initial need um, or we're just not thinking about it. Um, but I guess the, the kind of key is that it, it's difficult, isn't it? Because God can do it anyway if we don't ask. And he, he probably does move when we're not asking for things. But I think the, the thing to remember is that he does love it when we kind of ask him for things. He wants us to ask him. Um, you know, he wants us to ask for things to happen. Um, so I think that's the key, really. Um, and there probably is loads of things that don't happen because God's children aren't asking, not in a, like, oh, we need to feel guilty because we're not asking. But, um, you know, I think it's just we need to try and remember to ask for more things and to not just rely on ourselves. And um, I guess it's not just, like, material things either is it? it's like spiritual things it's um you know the good gifts that God's talking about it's like the things of the Holy Spirit um so I guess those things are maybe what we need to ask for things that we don't um initially think of but um that we want to see kind of in the spiritual I guess happen maybe for peace in this environment or um things that don't jump out as in the natural like oh someone's sick they need healing this person's not got a job they need a job um but maybe deeper things so i think maybe we could ask god in our prayer to help us to pray like you know it does say in scripture help us to pray uh, um help us to know what to ask for um so yeah okay next question um so this question really um, is just because kind of in that verse, you know, it is like some parents can't respond to um, the children's needs or won't respond or an adult can't respond to a child in a specific circumstance. Um, and just kind of thinking, well, what are these circumstances? Um, and then obviously kind of, in, well, I read that um, the, the 
quote about, you know, in the kingdom of heaven, all children are loved um, and all adults are responsible. And just, uh, um, yeah, as we think about this, it is kind of our, our job in the world to take action and, and to pray um, for these things um, and to do what we can. So, yeah, if we just have a chat about that and have a think. Okay, so um, let's pray um, just for, yeah, we would see a compelling version of the Father. Um, and, yeah, I'll pray. Um, yes, Jesus, we thank you um, for just this message in the Sermon of the Mount that, um, yeah, that, you know, you... You know, you're not naive when um, you kind of kind of said all this stuff, but, um, you know, you're still kind of asking us to, to come to you um, to ask for what we need. And, um, yeah, we just pray that we would all capture that um, compelling uh, vision of the Father just in our hearts, that we would know that we are loved, that we are children of God, that, um, that you, God, want to listen to us, that you want to respond to our needs, um, regardless of what, you know, circumstances we had with our actual parents or um, what we've seen around us. We um, want to kind of have a, a kingdom vision of what you're like. Um, and, yeah, we want to be able to respond to people as well like that, God, um, children or not children. Um, yeah, we want to be able to move when people ask us for stuff and um, move when we see things um, that are happening. And so, yeah, God, we just um, pray that, Holy Spirit, you would um, reveal to us more of what to pray for in the spiritual things, God, that um, we would know what to ask for in specific circumstances. Um, and we also just break off any um, guilt um, that we might have or any thinking that we've um, not got enough faith um, we just want to um, break that in your name, Jesus. Uh, and we just want to have healthy hearts that um, would continue um, just to stick um, by just asking you for things, even when we're discouraged, even when we're feeling down. And um, just remind us how um, beautiful it is to just have that knowingness of your character, of your love. Um, so, yeah, just help us, God, as we kind of move into our weeks and, um, yeah, just help us to continue to pray, God, um, and just to help us to spur each other on in that as well, God. Amen. Cool. Thanks, everyone. Mm -hmm.